3: Here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Scholastic and their beautiful new book, Lala's Words, written and illustrated by debut author Gracie Zhang. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing Lala's Words at the ReadingBug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Scholastic for their ongoing support.
1: Hi reader, welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our Sherlock Holmes mystery, The Case of the Missing Books. If you love our podcast and want to help us out, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell at least two of your friends about our podcast and our store. And please consider continuing to support us by shopping with us. At The Reading Bug, our mission is to educate, entertain, and engage children across the globe. And you can help us by purchasing a book subscription for every young reader you know at readingbugbox.com. Our subscription box is completely unique. Each reading bug box is hand-picked and personalized to match each child's age, interests, and reading level. Podcast fans will love our cute little extra items featuring the reading bug, such as bookmarks, stickers, and more. And as interests and abilities change, our book selections will grow with you. Or you can shop our store at TheReadingBug.com where we have millions of books available for purchase for children and grown-ups. You can find our latest recommendations, purchase books from your favorite podcast episodes, or even purchase one-time care packages at thereadingbug.com slash care. Be sure to mention you're a podcast fan and Lauren and the Reading Bug will include a personal note in your package. Now, before we get started on our adventure, let me thank a few special friends. A great big hello and thank you to our newest patrons. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com readingbugadventures. Thanks also to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast, and to all of our sponsors. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me and the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure.
4: There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you.
1: Hi, reader. Over here. Hello. It's so great to see you. I'm Lauren, and if we haven't met on one of our past adventures, then I'm sure glad to meet you now. I hope you're ready for a really exciting new adventure today. I know I am. I don't know where we'll be going on our adventure, but I do know it will be a whole lot of fun. It always is, isn't it? That's because every time we meet, the Reading Bug brings her magic book bag along, filled with her favorite books, and when we hop inside, we're transported to whatever time or place is in the book she's been reading. Hey! Where do you think we'll be going today, Reader? You know, I'm getting a little worried. The reading bug isn't here yet. I don't see her anywhere. You haven't seen her, have you, Reader? I know we're both excited to go on an adventure today, but without the reading bug in her book bag, I'm afraid we're stuck right here. Lauren! Reader! I'm here! I'm here! Oh, there you are, reading bug! I'm so relieved that you made it. I was beginning to get a little worried. It has been a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week at the Reading Bug Bookstore, and I really wasn't sure that I was going to be able to join you on our adventure today. But then, I decided that an adventure with you was just what I needed. So, when I saw that you weren't here, I started to worry that we wouldn't be adventuring after all.
3: Oh, Lauren, I'm sorry you were worried. I wouldn't miss an adventure with you. I was just reading a really good book, and I lost track of time. I should have known, Bug. But what was it you were saying about the bookstore? That it had been a really bad week? I was just there last week, getting new books for today's adventure, and everything seemed fine. Well, that's because it was.
1: But since your visit, books have been mysteriously disappearing from the bookstore. If we don't have the books people want to read, then our customers get upset and don't buy anything. And if our customers stop buying books, I'm afraid we won't be able to keep the bookstore open.
3: You won't be able to keep my very favorite bookstore open? No, we can't let that happen, Lauren. Don't worry. We're here to help you figure this out. Aren't we, reader? It sounds like we have a mystery to solve. We sure do. The mystery
1: of the missing books. Thank you for your help. Maybe we should postpone our adventure and get started on solving this mystery right away. I'm really sorry to have to do this.
3: No, wait. I don't think we should postpone our adventure, Lauren. You don't?
1: But, Bug, I'm not sure I'd have any fun adventuring while I'm so worried about the bookstore. I'd like to try to solve this mystery right away.
3: But, Lauren, I think that going on our adventure might help us solve the mystery.
1: You do? Hmm. I don't know, Reading Bug. Where are you taking us today? And how would that help us solve the mystery?
3: How about this? I'll tell you the names of some of the books in my book bag, and I'm sure you can figure out where we'll be going, and more importantly, who we'll be meeting today. Who we'll be meeting? Yes. Lauren, reader, listen carefully to the titles of the books in my book bag. In the titles is a hidden message called a cipher for you. Take one word from each book title and you'll be able to decipher or figure out the hidden message about where we're going and who we are going to meet today. A secret code? That sounds fun! Listen closely. Today I packed Sherlock Bones and the Sea Creature Feature by Renee Tremmey, The Great Shelby Holmes by Elizabeth Ilberg, Enola Holmes, The Case of the Missing Marquess by Nancy Springer, and Basil of Baker Street by Eve Titus. Can you decipher the secret message and guess what adventure I have planned for us today? That's really tough, Reading Bug, but I'll give it a
1: try. Reader, did you notice that two of the book titles had the word Sherlock in them? That's a pretty unusual name, and I'm guessing that's one of the words in the code. Two more titles have the word Holmes in them, so... Maybe that's another one of the code words. And if you put those two words together, you get Holmes Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes. That must be it. Wasn't Sherlock Holmes a famous detective who lived in London at the beginning of the 20th century? That's right, Lauren. You're getting close. Do you know what the other words in the code are? One of the titles has the word missing in it. The case of the missing Marquess. So, the Marquess went missing just like our books have been going missing. Do you think missing could be one of the words in the
3: secret message reader? It is, Lauren. Just one more word to go. So far, you have Sherlock Holmes and missing. What word in the last book title, Basil of Baker Street, do you think completes our message? It must be Baker.
1: Reading bug, are we going to Baker Street in London to meet Sherlock Holmes? Because if we are, he could definitely help us solve the
3: mystery of the missing books. Yes, yes, yes! You deciphered the code, Lauren! Great job! In the stories written by Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes lived at 221B Baker Street in London from 1881 to 1904. So we are heading back in time more than 100 years to visit the greatest detective of all time, Sherlock Holmes. If Sherlock Holmes can't figure out the mystery of the missing books, I don't think anyone can. That sounds like a perfect adventure for today.
1: What are we waiting for? Let's get going. I'm so excited to solve this mystery and get the bookstore back to normal.
3: I'm excited too, Lauren. But aren't you forgetting something? Reader, what's Lauren forgetting? Before we begin our adventure, we need to...
1: Oh, stretch, of course. (laughs) Thanks for the reminder, Bug. Even though we need to get started as soon as we possibly can, we still need to make sure that our bodies are stretched out and ready for the adventure that awaits us. Let's all take a few moments to stretch out together. Go ahead and stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat or tucked into your bed, of course. And wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky,
4: crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go.
3: Those stretches made me feel so much better, Lauren. Thanks!
1: Now, are you ready to hop into the book bag and head to Old London to meet Sherlock Holmes? Me too! Just one last thing before we leave, though. Reader, did you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you? On our adventures, we get to be illustrators and draw pictures of all the amazing things we see and do. That way, we can
3: capture the best parts of the story and show them to our friends and family once we're done. That's right, Lauren. We will need pictures to tell our story to our friends. And we will also need them to help solve the mystery. As Sherlock Holmes once said, I don't guess, I observe, and once I observe, I deduce. (laughs) That's great, Bug, but I don't understand. What did Holmes mean? He meant that to solve a crime, we must notice everything that happens around us, and the best way to remember the details that we observe today is to either write them down or draw them. That's why paper and crayons will be even more important on today's adventure than they are on our other adventures.
1: At the end of this part of our adventure,
3: we'll take the time to listen to
1: music and draw pictures of everything we've observed so we don't forget them. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just pause and get them now. The Reading Bug and I will wait right here for you. Okay, Reading Bug, we're ready to get started.
3: Magic Book Bag. Today, let's travel back in history so Sherlock Holmes can help us solve a mystery and stop books from disappearing from our store before the reading bug bookshop loses any more.
1: Reader, look!
3: The reading bug is opening her
1: book bag. It's growing bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And look, there are pictures, lights, and words swirling around in there, all from the marvelous mystery books that the reading bug brought with her today. What do you see, reader? I see a busy city full of horses and carriages and smartly dressed men and women. I also see a stone arched bridge that leads into the city and another one with a drawbridge between two tall towers stretching across a big river. And over there is a large park with majestic trees, colorful flowers, and winding paths that lead to an enormous palace.
3: That's Buckingham Palace in London, Lauren. The king and the queen of England live there. And look! I see a tall, thin man with piercing eyes, a thin,
1: hawk-like nose, and a prominent chin. He's wearing a checkered gray tweed cape over a tweed suit and a close-fitting checkered hat with a visor at the front and the back. That must be Sherlock Holmes himself! There are also some strange and interesting words swirling by. Look! Deerstalker? Swamp adder? Crumpet? Lampiridae?
3: And palanquin.
1: I wonder what those strange words mean.
3: I think we're going to find out, Lauren. It's time for us to get this adventure started. On the town of three, everyone jump into the book bag with me. Ready? One, two, three, jump! Let's jump inside our
4: book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today?
1: Wow, reader, look what's happening. Everything around us is disappearing. The houses, playgrounds, gardens, and streets are fading away as we travel back in time and across the Atlantic Ocean to London. Ahead of us is a group of islands off the coast of a very large continent. Most of the islands are small, and some are even tiny, but there are two big islands.
3: The larger island is made up of England, Wales, and Scotland. The smaller island is Ireland, and the large continent east of the islands is Europe. We're getting closer and closer, approaching that large busy city we saw in the book bag. It's London,
1: see? There's Buckingham Palace, and the bridges from the book bag too. They're peeking out above a heavy fog. Or wait, that's not fog, is it, reader? The clouds aren't clean and white at all. They're brown and dirty looking. That's smog, not fog. London was very smoggy a hundred years ago because people burned coal to warm their houses and power their factories. I sure hope the book bag knows where it's taking us. Oof! We're here. We've landed. Now, we need to go find Sherlock Holmes so he can help us solve our mystery. Let's get moving.
3: Follow me out of the book bag, but be very careful. London in the early 1900s was a very busy city.
1: Look, reader. The book bag landed in a pretty residential neighborhood that's lined with row houses. The houses have high-pitched slate roofs, red brick or brown stone walls, and large brick chimneys that extend above the roof lines. Many of the chimneys are pushing gray-brown smoke into the air.
3: This must be Baker Street. Because I remember that Sherlock Holmes' house had 17 steps leading up to the front door. And look! The house directly across from us has exactly 17 steps. Oh, you're right, Reading Bug. 17 steps leading up
1: to the front door. And the address matches to 221B. What should we do? Think we can just march up the steps and knock on the door to see if Sherlock Holmes is there? I don't see why not. Okay, but be careful. There's lots of carriages in the street. And all the mud and dirt and ugh, horse poop have made the stone road very slippery. Follow me.
3: We're here. What are you waiting
1: for? Knock. I suddenly got very nervous. What if Sherlock Holmes won't help us? What if he...
0: Hello? Who are you, and why are you standing at my door without knocking to be let in? I generally don't entertain guests because they interfere with my work, and I most definitely did not invite complete strangers to visit with me today.
3: Speak up, Lauren. I promise you that he doesn't bite. Um, hello,
1: Mr., uh, Detective Holmes. My name is Lauren, And this is the reading bug and our reader friend. Uh, We are- Yes,
0: yes. You are here from a future time, of course. And you have traveled here on some type of magical mode of transportation. Perhaps a flying carpet? No, no. I think it must be a flying bag that belongs to the small talking ladybird perched on your shoulder.
1: Well, yes, that's right. Every single thing you just said is true. But how could you possibly know so much about us?
0: Well, First, it was clear to me that you, complete strangers, were at my door because you know who owns this house, and you are in need of the services of a detective, perhaps the greatest detective of all time. My name is Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, and it is my business to know what other people don't know. I observe people, places, and events closely, then... I assemble all my observations into several different theories, and I select the one with the likeliest narrative.
3: Lauren, Sherlock Holmes solves mysteries by using a process to develop a theory based on what he has observed. This process is called deductive reasoning. Okay,
1: sure. Uh, That makes sense, but I, I still don't understand what you could have observed that led you to know that we were time travelers, that we've arrived in a book bag. How do you explain that, Detective
0: Holmes? It's elementary, my dear girl. You are wearing strange clothing, not native to this country. In fact, to my knowledge, which is vast, it is not native to any country, now or in the past. If that is true, well then the only reasonable explanation is that you have come from some time in the future. And the book bag? Oh, simple. I saw you arrive. I was looking out my window, contemplating the details of another case when I saw a large red bag appear across the road, and the two of you climb out of it.
1: When we're on one of our adventures, the people we meet usually don't believe that we're time travelers, at least at first. I thought you were a man of science, Mr. Holmes. How could you so quickly and easily accept that we have traveled through time and space in a magic book bag owned by a talking ladybug?
0: I believe that, although magic is improbable, it is not impossible. After all, you did arrive in a flying bag, and the ladybird on your shoulder can talk. You see, when you have eliminated the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth. But you are not here to discuss time travel or deductive reasoning, so I suggest we get quickly to the reason for your visit today. You wish me to solve a mystery, is that correct? Yes, it is. I know.
1: You see, sir, I have a bookstore named The Reading Bug, and recently, a number of books have gone missing. Vanished without a trace. I'm afraid that if we can't solve this mystery, we may need to close the store for good. We came here today to ask you to help us solve the mystery of the missing books. I see. Is he okay? I don't know. He's just... staring at us. Detective Holmes?
0: Yes, I am certain I can assist you, but first I will need you to provide me with more information. When did you first notice that the books were missing?
1: There are so many books in the store that it's hard to know exactly when they started to go missing. But in the last week, the other booksellers and I have noticed that the books seem to be disappearing every day.
0: Were you able to observe whether the books disappeared during the day, when the store is open, or at night, when I assume it is closed?
1: We have noticed that the books are gone sometime after we open the store each morning. I guess that means the books disappear either overnight or sometime early in the morning.
0: Very interesting. And have you noticed any suspicious characters in the bookstore?
1: Now that you mention it, two rather strange people have recently started coming to the store. There's a man who wears a rumpled raincoat, even though it isn't raining. He also wears a baseball cap pulled down over his forehead, thick black-framed glasses, and an old green backpack. What I found strange was that even though his raincoat is wrinkled, the boots he wears are always so polished that you can see your face in their reflection. And the bottom part of his pants, which you can see below his raincoat, are always well-pressed.
0: Is there anything else you've observed about this man in the rumpled raincoat?
1: He refuses to leave his backpack at the front door, even though there's a sign asking customers to do so, and even after I ask him to check it. We ask people to check their bags to make sure they don't slip a book or two into the bag without paying for them. He usually stays in the store for about an hour, browsing through the books.
0: Is he merely browsing, or has he made any purchases?
1: Until a couple of days ago, he had never purchased anything. But he recently purchased two children's books, Officer Buckle and Gloria by Peggy Rathman and Chloe Can Be a Police Officer by Shannon Auxier. He also ordered a book on The Art of Public Speaking and asked us to call him as soon as it arrived, as he needed to read it right away. The book just arrived today, so I asked our manager, Heather, to call him and let him know he could pick up his book. She told me that he said he'd drop by the store before closing time today.
0: Very astute observations. Now, you mentioned that there were two strange customers. That's
1: right. The other suspicious person is a woman who carries a big cloth shopping bag and always has an extremely old, inexpensive brownie box camera hanging around her neck. Just like the man in the rumpled raincoat, she too refuses to check her bag.
0: And does this woman with the kitschy camera come into your store at a specific time of day?
1: Well, yes. She almost always comes to the store in the late afternoon and she wanders around taking pictures while we're busy trying to close up.
0: What are the pictures for, I wonder?
1: I asked her once why she was taking so many pictures of the store. She said that she was a photographer for a local newspaper, and the pictures were for a feature article about us. But with an antique children's camera? Exactly. I thought it was pretty fishy. On the day she's visited, we've had a hard time getting her to leave the store. And once, she called me at home after we'd closed the store for the night to tell me she was still inside. When I went back to unlock the door and let her out, she told me she'd fallen asleep in the back of the store, which is why she didn't hear us asking customers to leave. I thought that was pretty suspicious, too, because we always look around before we close to make sure that no one is in the store.
0: Your suspicions are warranted, Lauren. You have identified two potential suspects in this caper. We have a caper, there's no doubt about it. Suspicious characters round every bend. Elementary, not quite, twists and turns cause our plight. The clues pile up, there's a mystery to solve. A girl with a camera, man with rumpled coat. Who is the culprit? Who gets your vote? So many clues, none quite so clear. I'll eliminate factors to get to the truth. When
4: one door closes, another one opens. Follow the clues, we'll figure it out. When we put our minds to it and work together, We can work it out Without a doubt There is
0: no doubt that this is a tough one They wouldn't need me could they solve it themselves We'll find the thieves of the mystery boom And we save a bookstore from closing its doors Without my dear Watson it's not all that simple I spoke with him constantly working a case But reader a bug and Lauren who sings How can they help with this sort of thing? When
4: one door closes another one opens Follow the clues, we'll figure it
0: out. When When we we put put our our minds minds to it and and work together, together, we can work it out. Without a doubt. Have you noticed anything else unusual?
1: No. Besides the missing books and those two characters, I can't think of anything
3: else. Wait, Lauren. What about the discovery we made in the bookstore that led to our dragon adventure?
1: Oh, sure. Well, that was a pretty long
3: time ago.
0: Tell me.
1: Well, once we found the reading bug in the bookstore under a pile of books about dragons. The books hadn't been there when I left the store the night
0: before. What were you doing under a pile of books?
3: I was urgently trying to find one about a baby dragon.
0: Urgently? Why urgently?
3: Because. When I arrived at the bookstore earlier that morning, I not only found the pile of books, I also discovered a really big sparkly egg with beautiful red, blue, and purple stripes. It was really big, bigger than a watermelon, and I was trying to figure out what to do with it before it hatched.
0: So, you had discovered a dragon egg in the middle of the bookstore among the scattered books on the floor.
3: That's right. But wait, how did you know it was a dragon egg?
0: Dear Bug, it is my business to know what other people do not know. Do you know that the largest eggs in the world are ostrich eggs? Yeah, sure. Maybe. But ostrich eggs are generally about 5.9 inches long and 5.1 inches wide. That's about the size of a small cantaloupe melon, which is much smaller than the average watermelon. Okay. Although I have already deduced that you are from the future and not the past... Even the eggs of sauropods, the largest dinosaurs, were not much larger than ostrich eggs. Therefore, by eliminating the possibility of any eggs larger than those of an ostrich, the only probable eggs left are dragon eggs, because they can be as large as one imagines them to be. And, of course, you told me that the books you found on the floor were about dragons.
5: Amazing.
1: Detective Holmes, have we answered all your questions... I'd really like to solve this mystery and save my store.
0: Just one more question. Do you have any idea how the dragon egg wound up in the store? But I told you that that was a long time ago.
1: The books
3: only began disappearing in the last week. Humor me. We think the egg fell out of one of the books about dragons when they fell off the bookshelf. If you're interested in learning more, you can find our dragon adventure wherever you listen to our podcast. Mr. Holmes, have we answered all your
1: questions now?
3: Can you tell us who
1: or what has
3: been stealing the books from our bookstore?
0: No, I cannot.
1: You can't? Oh, reading bug. Reader, if the world's greatest detective can't solve the mystery of the missing books, then there's
0: no hope at all. I cannot tell you with certainty why your books are vanishing, but I have been able to develop a theory. However, it is a mistake to theorize about a solution to a mystery before one has all of the data. Without data, one may twist facts to fit the theory rather than fitting the theory to the facts. I would need to inspect the scene of the crime to confirm my theory. And of course, this is not possible since your bookstore only exists in a future that I am not a part of.
1: That's no help at all, Detective. You can't tell me your theory unless you... Can visit the bookstore? And you can't visit the bookstore because it's in the future. What am I supposed to do? If we keep losing more books, the Reading Bug Bookstore may have to go out of business. Think of how many families and children depend on us for the books that they want to read. I can't even imagine a world without the Reading Bug Bookstore.
3: <laughs> oh Lauren, don't cry. I've promised I'd help solve this mystery, and I'm certainly not ready to give up now. I have an idea. You do? Yes, we've never taken someone from the past into the future, but we've also never tried. Maybe the magic book bag can take Mr. Holmes back to the future so that he can inspect the scene of the crime. I think it's worth a try, don't you? You're right, reading bug. It is worth a try. Detective,
1: I think we might have a solution. If you believe you need to inspect the scene of the crime, what would you say to a trip into the future in our magic book bag?
0: I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave mental exaltation.
3: What does that mean?
0: It means I can think of nothing more exciting than joining you on a trip to the future.
3: The trip to the future may be dangerous if we try to take someone from the past with us. Who knows if the magic in the book bag will be affected in any way by Mr. Holmes' presence, or if bringing someone from the past into the future could somehow change the future in unexpected ways.
0: I suggest that before we embark on this adventure, we should rest briefly. It is approaching three o'clock, which means it is nearly tea time. Please join me for tea and crumpets before we depart.
1: Did you just say tea and trumpets? That doesn't sound very restful.
3: Mr. Holmes said crumpets, Lauren. A crumpet is a round, soft bread that is cooked on a griddle and eaten with hot butter. <laughs>
1: Well, tea and crumpets sounds a lot more appealing than tea and trumpets. (laughs) While Mr. Holmes prepares our tea and crumpets, I'm going to pause our adventure here. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Scholastic and their beautiful new book, Lala's Words, written and illustrated by debut author, Gracie Zhang. Oh, hi, Lauren. Hi, Reading Bug. What are you doing out here in the garden?
3: I'm just talking to the flowers. Talking to the flowers? Yes! I read a beautiful book by Gracie Zhang called Lala's Words. It's the perfect book for spring. The main character, Lala, takes care of the little weeds that grow in the concrete near her house. And it's her care and kind words that make them grow and thrive. So I thought I'd try it too. I've heard about Lala's
1: Words. It's a Junior Guild library selection, and the New York Times called the book wholly original and magnificent.
3: Yes, yes, yes. You know who would love this book, too? Who? The Spelling Bee, because it celebrates the power of words and being true to yourself. Let's fly and share it with her right now. Great idea, Reading Bug. You can purchase Lala's Words by debut author Gracie Zhang at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thanks to Scholastic for their ongoing support. Well, hurry, Reading Bug. Let's go read aloud with the Spelling Bee. Okay.
1: I'm so glad you were brave enough to come back and help us finish solving the mystery of the missing books. I wouldn't want to try to solve this mystery without you. And Sherlock Holmes, of course. Intriguing.
3: Oh, hi, reader. Welcome back. Guess what? Our plan worked. The magic book bag was able to bring all of us, and Sherlock Holmes, back to the future and back to the Ringbug bookstore.
1: Curious. Ever since we arrived, Mr. Holmes has been examining every nook and cranny in the store. Every little thing.
0: Pardon me, but to a great mind, nothing is little.
3: Have you had any luck proving your theory yet, Mr. Holmes?
0: Did you ask me if I had had any luck? (laughs) Only fools rely on luck. The idea that there is a force in the universe tilting events in one's favor or against it is ridiculous.
1: So that would be a... No, then, Mr. Holmes? Correct. But we have to solve this mystery. Books are disappearing from the store as we speak. And the more books we lose, the closer we get to having to close the reading bug bookstore forever. You said you had a theory, and that you just needed to inspect the scene of the crime. Well, now you're here, inspecting.
0: So who did it? As I said, I don't rely on luck. I observe. And I've already observed that both of the suspicious characters that you mentioned are in the store. The man in the rumpled raincoat is over there, picking up the book that he ordered. And the woman with the kitschy camera is dozing over a book in one of the chairs by the window. Less worrying and more observing, Lauren, I am certain we'll find our answers.
1: Look, reader, Sherlock Holmes is right. The man in the rumpled raincoat and the woman with the kitschy camera are both in the store right now. What should we do? Do you want to interview them, Detective?
0: No, I do not. After observing the man in the rumpled raincoat, I have deduced. In other words, I have arrived at a conclusion about him based on what I have observed. The man in the rumbled raincoat is not our book thief.
3: Wait, what? But what about the backpack he won't leave at the door? I'm sure he's stealing our books. And besides, he hasn't done anything since you arrived, except pick up his book on public speaking. How can you be so sure that he's not the culprit?
0: It's elementary, dear bug. Follow me. Sir, would you mind giving us a few moments of your time? Uh, sure, but uh, what is this all about? Mr. Dawson, or should I say Officer Dawson? I am a detective consulting with the proprietors of this bookshop to help them solve a mystery a detective? But but how did you know my name? How do you know who I am? Deduction, dear sir. I observed that the title you recently purchased, The Art of Public Speaking, was being held for you behind the counter on a shelf marked with the letter D. And the empty space where it was held before you collected it is between the names Davidson and Dayton, leading me to deduce your last name, Dawson. And I can tell you are a police officer because you are wearing shiny black boots like the ones that police have been wearing for over 100 years. And the well-pressed blue pants underneath your rumpled raincoat also appear to be part of a police uniform. You wear the coat when you wish to hide your uniform. Incredible! That's some terrific detective work. Which police force did you say you were from? Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, I'm not a part of any police force, although I have consulted extensively with Scotland Yard in London. Lauren here had identified you as a possible suspect, but I have determined that you are not the culprit. You thought I was a suspect? You must admit that the crumpled raincoat that you wear over your uniform is a bit suspicious to the untrained eye. You are unmarried. No married man could wear a raincoat as rumpled as yours without the objection of their partner. And you have no children of your own, but you do have a young niece. How could you know? You purchased two children's picture books about police officers. Officer Buckle and Gloria, and Chloe can be a police officer. Excellent choices for a young girl interested in becoming a police officer. And you are speaking to your niece's class about your career for career day, hence the urgent purchase of the art of public speaking. You've hit the nail on the head, Mr. Holmes,
2: was it? Wait, Holmes? Sherlock Holmes? But that's impossible.
0: Excuse me, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. Are you a relative of the famous detective Sherlock Holmes? You know, I'm a professional photographer, and I would love to take a picture of you. Would that be okay? Oh, no, my dear lady. You may be a fine amateur photographer, but my observations do not support your claim that you are a professional.
1: So, is she the one who's been taking our books?
0: She is not. Ma'am, you were also suspected of hiding books inside your bag. But I have concluded that you are also not the culprit. The book thief must have had means, motive, and opportunity to steal the books. We know all about that. You have had the opportunity to steal books on your numerous visits to the store, including the occasion where you remained in the store after it was closed for the night. And the large bag that you refused to check provides the means by which you could have hidden the books. That's why I thought she was suspicious.
1: I don't think we would have missed seeing her when we closed up unless she was hiding from us so she could spend time alone in the store figuring out the best way to steal the books.
0: I must disagree, Lauren. This woman is not a thief. She is merely a narcoleptic.
1: Narcoleptic?
0: Yes. Narcolepsy is a sometimes severe medical condition characterized by overwhelming daytime drowsiness and sudden, unexpected attacks of sleep. But how could you possibly know that? Your camera. It is inexpensive because you are afraid that a more valuable one might be broken or stolen were you to suddenly fall asleep as a result of your condition.
5: Well,
3: yes, but...
0: I also observed that you are wearing a rose gold teardrop pendant with a caduceus design etched on the front. Caduceus? The caduceus, a staff with two snakes coiled around it, is the magic wand that was carried by Hermes, the messenger of the Greek gods. It is also a symbol that was adopted by the medical department for the United States military. Based on that, I've deduced its modern-day meaning to be an alert for others that the wearer has a medical condition. In your case, I deduced that you suffered from narcolepsy when I observed you abruptly fall asleep while attempting to read a book.
1: You are right about everything. The other side of my pendant says that I suffer from narcolepsy.
0: You may both leave the store, secure in the fact that I have eliminated you as suspects. The
5: reading bubble closing in five minutes
1: since neither the man with the rumpled raincoat nor the woman with the kitschy camera stole the books, we're right back where we started. We have no other suspects. What are we going to do now?
0: We are not, as you say, back where we started. We have eliminated two suspects, and we now know a great deal more than when we started. We now know that the theft must be an inside job. All that is left for us to do is remain in the bookstore and continue observing.
3: Remain in the store? For how long?
0: All night, if we must. Although I suspect we'll have our answer sooner than that. Would someone please turn off all the lights to make the store appear closed and empty? Sure. Now we hide and observe this way. We'll hide behind the bookshelves. We have a caper, there's no doubt about it Suspicious characters round every bend Elementary not quite twist and turns cause our plight The clues pile up, there's a mystery to solve A girl with a camera, man with rumpled coat Who is the culprit? Who gets your vote? So many clues, none quite so clear I'll eliminate factors to get to the truth
4: When one door closes Another one opens Follow the clues We'll figure it out When we put our minds to it And work together We can work it out without a doubt there is
0: no doubt that this is a tough one they wouldn't need me could they solve it themselves we'll find the thieves of the mystery boom and we save a bookstore from closing its doors without my dear Watson it's not all that simple I spoke with him constantly working a case but reader a bug and Lauren who sings how can they help with this sort of thing
4: when one door closes another one opens follow the clues we'll figure it out
0: When we We put put our our minds to it and work together, we can work it out. Without
1: a doubt. Reading bug. Reader, I'm scared. With the lights out, the store's getting darker and darker as the sun sets outside. And it seems like Detective Holmes is waiting for someone. Or something to show up and steal our books.
3: Is it really a good idea to surprise a thief in the dark? You know, you're right. It could be dangerous. I've read several mysteries in the Classic Starts collection of The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. In The Red-Headed League, Sherlock Holmes confronts dangerous criminals who had dug a tunnel to enter a bank and steal a large shipment of gold. And even worse, in The Adventure of the Speckled Band, Mr. Holmes was almost poisoned by a swamp adder the deadliest snake in India, while on a stakeout, just like this one. Uh,
1: A deadly snake? I'm really afraid of snakes, especially deadly ones.
0: There is always an element of danger in detective work, but you have told me that it is essential to the bookstore's survival that we stop the flow of stolen books. It's up to you, Lauren, and you, reader. But I can't solve this mystery alone. I work best with an assistant. And my colleague Watson isn't here, so it needs to be you.
3: Hey, what's that? What's what? Look! It's a small light darting around the store. Do you see it? And every time it moves, it makes a sound like a handbell being shaken. Yes, I see it too, reading bug. But what is that? I've
1: never seen anything like it before. Especially not in my bookstore.
0: That's because you're always in the store during the day, with the lights on. But what is it? Could it be a lightning bug? That light is most certainly not a lightning bug, which is also the common name for an insect known as a lampiridae.
1: How can you be so sure, Mr. Holmes?
0: Lightning bugs fly through the air, emitting a specific flashing pattern. Some male lightning bugs flash only once, while others flash up to nine times. The light we see moving around is not a flashing light, so it cannot be a lightning bug. And, besides, lightning bugs do not jingle.
1: Then what is it?
0: I have a theory based on my observations, but...
1: I know. It is a mistake to theorize about a solution to a mystery before one has all of the data.
0: Exactly. Best to wait and continue to observe. The answers will make themselves clear to us.
3: What was that? I think it was just the sound of a book falling off of one of the bookshelves. It was? But how? We're all the way over here, and there's no one else in the store.
0: Is there? Intriguing.
3: Lauren, reader, look! There are dozens of people crawling and climbing out of the books that fell! Shh! Stay Quiet! Those people
1: don't look very nice. And I don't want them to discover us hiding here. They're dirty and mean-looking, with scraggly beards and crooked yellow-green teeth. Some are wearing wool caps that cover their ears, and others are wearing colorful bandanas. And I can see eye patches
3: and hoop earrings. (gasps) Are those... And there's something in the middle of the crowd, too. Some of the people are carrying poles on their shoulders that are attached to some sort of chair.
0: A chair attached to poles? Curious. That is called a litter. Or a palanquin. Palanquins were used to carry royalty in ancient civilizations. The word palanquin can be traced to the Sanskrit word palyanka, which means bed or couch. I wonder who is seated inside the litter.
1: Whoever it is is wearing a fancy black hat with the brim turned up on three sides on top of a head of black hair coiled into long curls. He's wearing a red coat with gold buttons down the front and wide cuffs that are also trimmed with gold buttons and a fancy white shirt with large frills on the front and on the sleeves. And reader, look! There, where his right hand should be, is a large metal
0: hook! Hook. Captain James Hook, the pirate villain of J.M. Barrie's Peter Pan, just as I had theorized. But Captain Hook is just a fictional character. He isn't real. Any good detective knows that seeing is believing. Believing is knowing, and knowing beats unknowing and the unknown. The question is not whether Captain Hook and his pirates exist. We can all see them, can't we? The question is why they are here with us in the Reading Bug Bookstore. Quiet now. They are approaching us, and I do not yet want to be discovered. ho! A pirate's life for me, yo-ho, yo-ho, I love the bright blue sea. We're rough and tough and mean and bad, but we never make the captain bad. We get our pleasure from very treasure. a pirate's life for me, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me, yo-ho, yo-ho, I love the bright blue sea. Today we
5: found a special treat, a girl to fix us food to eat. We'll loot some ships
0: and shake our hips, a pirate's like for me.
1: Did you hear that? The pirates sang about Hook capturing a girl. Could it
3: be Wendy Darling, the girl from Peter Pan? I'm pretty sure it is Wendy. Look, behind the litter, carrying Hook, I see a girl with brown hair dressed in a white nightgown. Her hands are tied with a rope, and so are the hands of the two boys in white nightshirts walking next to her. The tall boy is wearing a black top hat, and the smaller one is carrying a cuddly brown bear. They must be her brothers, John and Michael.
2: A vast Belay, when I appeared, through fear the Wendy girl I overtook. Not was left but to surrender once she had shaken claws with hook. Once Peter's fairy has filled our bags with slathers of stories, We shall return to the Jolly Roger for story time.
1: I refuse to read any more stories to you and your crew unless you set my brothers and me free.
2: My dear Mistress Wendy, I am sure you will decide to read to us when you see your brothers walking the plank. Lady Tinkerbell, please stop your bothersome jingling and come down here immediately. With just a sprinkle of your fairy dust, we can carry this behemoth bounty of books back with us. Don't delay or object. We need to get back to the Jolly Roger before your friend Peter Pan discovers that you were the one who brought Wendy and her brothers to me instead of protecting them as he had instructed you to do.
1: That's it! Captain Hook has been stealing books from the store for Wendy to read to his pirate crew for story time.
0: Yes, my theory appears to be correct. But wait.
1: We have to stop him. But how? Wendy, Michael, and John are in real danger, and so is this bookstore if Hook gets away with all of those books.
2: Who are you, stranger? Speak! I am James Hook, captain of the Jolly Roger. You are not! You are not! Brimstone and gall! Say that again, I'll cast an anchor in you. If you are Hook, come tell me, who am I? A codfish, only a codfish. A codfish? Have we been captained all
5: this time by a codfish? And if so, what does that make us? Starkey, a crew that has been captained by a codfish is nothing more than a bunch of lazy, lily-livered land lovers. I'm starting to smell a stinky stench, Smee. I'm smelling it too. And do you know why? When a codfish captain goes bad, he starts to sting.
2: Hook, have you another name? Aye, aye. Boy? Aye, aye. Ordinary boy? No. Wonderful boy? Yes. Smee, who is this ignorant impersonator?
5: I don't know, Captain. Ah, 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 ah. Can't guess? Can't guess? Do you give up? Yes, yes, we give yes, up. Yes, yes, we stand devil. aside. Well, then, I am Peter Pan. Ah, 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 ah!
2: Now we have him. Catch the scurvy dog so that we may finally see who is the best man after all. Pan, I challenge you to a duel. Smee, throw Pan the dullest sword we have and hand me the sharpest one.
5: Aye, aye, Captain. Here they are. Oh, Peter, do be careful. Bullies like Hook don't fight fair.
1: Oh, I can hardly watch.
0: Oh, but you must, dear girl.
5: The captain looks tired, and his breathing is heavy. But Pan still looks hale and hardy. It's time for reinforcements! If Hook can't beat Peter by himself, we'll have to jump into the fray. Don't worry, captain! If you can't beat Peter, in a fair fight, we will help you beat him in a foul one. Three men on one will turn the odds in your favor, Captain. Yeah, 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 get get him! him. We're beating him now. It won't be much longer. We'll have pan soon enough. Get him, get him!
1: John, Michael, Tink, Peter can't hold on much longer now that Hook's pirates have joined the fight. Reading bug, reader, it's Peter Pan versus all of those pirates now. He can't possibly beat them all. We have to help. But how?
3: We'd be no match for a rowdy crew of pirates either.
0: I believe I have the answer. What we need is one more character from the book.
1: But the book is over there, with the pirates. We couldn't possibly
3: reach it without them seeing us.
0: Yes, I have deduced the same thing, and concluded that our only option is to become the missing character ourselves.
3: Become the missing character? But how?
0: By play-acting, of course. Do you know what sound a clock makes?
1: Uh, yes. It makes a tick-tock tick-tock sound.
0: Correct. For my plan to work, we must all make that sound together. Like so. Can you join me, please?
2: What is that? Do you hear it, Smee? Do you hear it? The crocodile, vast ye. All hands on deck. Save me,
5: save me! But Captain, what about Peter Pan?
2: Forget about that scurvy dog. He'll be here for us to fight another day. Faster, men. Raise the litter above your heads. The ticking tyrant will soon be nipping at your heels. Head for the book, and from there to Neverland and our ship. If we make it back, we'll weigh anchor and hoist the mizzen, never to return to this perilous place again.
4: (laughs) It
0: worked! Just as I deduced it would, Captain James Hook has but one fear, that the crocodile that consumed his right hand will return to devour the rest of him.
3: And because the crocodile once swallowed a clock, Captain Hook can always hear the crocodile approaching with a sound. What a great idea to pretend that we were the tick-tock croc, Detective Holmes. And it didn't take long at all. Once they heard our ticking
1: and talking, the pirates hurried Captain Hook back into the book as fast as their peg legs could carry
5: them. They don't seem to realize that the real crocodile is still inside. <laughs> Wendy, John, Michael, Tink, whoever thought to set the crocodile free, it was a brilliant idea, although I'm sure I could have beaten all those pirates eventually. Shall we also hurry home to Neverland? Oh, Peter, yes, it's time for all of us to head back to our book, but once we are back inside, the boys and I will not be going back to Neverland with
1: you. We miss our parents and our dog, Nana, and we need to go back home to them.
5: We have loved being a part of your story, but it's time for us to go back home, where our story will continue. Hmm. I'll take you back to your home, but I won't say goodbye. Goodbye means going away, and going away means forgetting. Don't worry, Peter. I will never forget you, just like I'm sure that our parents
1: haven't forgotten us. Reading bug, reader, I think we saved the day, even though neither Captain Hook, Peter Pan, or Wendy even realized we were there. We saved Wendy, John, Michael, Tinkerbell, and Peter Pan from Captain Hook, and we solved the mystery of the missing books. Captain Hook and his band of pirates were stealing them so that Wendy could read them stories. Reading bug, reader, I guess we're not the only
3: people who love books. For all their faults, you can't blame pirates for loving story time. I guess even Hook and his pirates discovered there is more treasure in books than in all the pirates loot in Neverland.
0: A job well done by all, I must admit. Though I had deduced who the book thief might be, it was still a bit of a surprise to actually see Captain James Hook emerge from the fallen book. This bookstore really is a magical place, and I'm glad we were able to keep you from having to close it. And with that, it appears that my job here is done. It is time for me to return to London, as there are many more mysteries there for me to solve.
3: Thank you for your help, Mr. Holmes. You really helped make this an adventure to remember.
0: Depend upon it. There comes a time when for every addition of knowledge you forget something that you knew before. It is of the highest importance, therefore, not to have useless facts elbowing out the useful ones.
3: Uh, right. Now let's see about getting you back to London.
4: We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time
1: to fly away. Detective Holmes, thank you so much for solving the mystery of the missing books and helping save our bookstore.
0: You are most welcome, Lauren, reader, reading bug. And thank you for making my day most interesting, most interesting indeed. I abhor the dull routine of ordinary existence and thrive on mental stimulation. That is why I chose my particular profession, solving mysteries. Give me problems, give me work, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. Remember, you are always welcome at 221 B Baker Street. Just as long as you bring me a mystery to solve. Perhaps a cup of tea before I go.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Holmes, but it's time for us to get back home to our friends and families.
0: In that case, I bid you adieu. Continue on in your pursuit of knowledge.
3: Reader. If you love today's adventure like I did and want to continue your pursuit of knowledge by reading more books about Sherlock Holmes and other mysteries, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Thank you for all your help on today's adventure,
1: reader. We couldn't have solved the mystery of the missing books or saved the bookstore without your help. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready
4: to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Because you're a reader. You're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by
3: being you.
1: Thank you so much for adventuring with me and the reading bug today. In just a minute, I'll play music for us to color to. And I can't wait to see you next time for another reading bug adventure. Bye-bye.
5: Bye.
4: It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too.
1: you If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com/readingbugadventures. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Diane, John, Jack, and Brandon Savage, and Matthew, Jason, Shannon, and Dan Shern. Music is by me and Joe Murphy. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned, independent children's bookstore in California. And we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.